Hey, construction champions, it's your host, Ron Newsbaum, and we're here for another amazing episode of Construction Champions Podcast, where we're burning the damn house down so we can rebuild it and become the industry that we're meant to be. And this isn't just having to do with what you do on a daily basis. This is about being the absolute best version of yourself, for your business, your employees, your family, and everybody around you that relies on you. I am fired up for today's episode. We have a fantastic guest that I got introduced to here a few weeks ago, and he excites me. He's doing amazing things. Jim, it is great to have you here today. Awesome. Great to be here, bud. Why don't you take a couple minutes or however long it takes you and tell the construction champions out there a little bit about yourself, what got you here today? What excites you about the construction industry? Well, my name is Jim Steg. I am owner and founder of Steg Custom Homes. Started building back in 2002. I was working for the corporate world back in 1984. And uh, right around 2000, uh, 1997, 1995, bought three acres. Uh, family's been in the construction industry back in Illinois um, since I was knee-high to a grasshopper. And um, I decided, I had a wild hair to buy some land in 95, decided to build my own home in 97 with the help of my dad and my brother. And uh, it took off. You know, after after we got done building that home, I looked at my wife and said, you know, if I ever leave the corporate world, this is what I want to do. Well, I had that opportunity in 2002, step away from the corporate world, took a leap of faith and uh, started building. Mm. And here we are. It's been a wild ride. Uh, the amount of uh, what I <laughs> I just go back to think uh, what I was building homes for back in 2002 to really 2010. Unbelievable. The prices of homes have gone up. The clientele has changed. Um it's been a wild ride and it's been very, very rewarding uh, in regards to networking, getting uh, getting to know a lot of different people and um, just the quality of homes and just where they started and where they are now. It's uh, it's been fun. It's it's good. It's, you know, a little bit about myself. I am uh, I'm a elite um, endurance athlete. I've been doing, I, I've been running since I've been a kid, always been working out. Um, I did Ironman triathlon from uh, Ironman and Olympic triathlons from 2001 to 2010. From 1992 to 2001, I uh, rodeoed, I rode bulls. I'm a licensed skydiver. I race in a hundred mile races, actually took this year off from running um, because I've been doing it for about 25 years now. So I wanted a little break, but, uh, I'm, I'm, uh, Jones in to get back on the trails in Sedona, but yeah, it's, uh, you know, the, the extreme endurance stuff, it, uh, I use that mindset in my business on a daily basis. So I love, it. I love what I do. Um, it's definitely not easy nowadays. Things have changed since, uh, 2020, uh, before COVID and after COVID, things have changed a lot. So to be in the construction industry, it is, I will say, very interesting. It's uh, it's not easy. Uh, there's it, the 
The demographics have changed, although I, I had an opportunity in 2020 to move up to Sedona and build a big home for a client of mine, good buddy of mine. And uh, we finished it up about five months ago. Incredible home, five and a half million dollar home on Hillside that's anchored to a big rock called Cathedral Rock. It's one of the most well-known advertised uh, rocks, mountains, in uh in across the united states so it's a very rewarding project i've got a videographer and professional photo shoot coming in 22nd through the 25th i've got two huge realty groups walking through on the 22nd so yeah long story short it's very lucrative it's uh and like i said it's not easy uh, it, but it's, it, it is pretty simple. Uh, you just, you have to be able to navigate around the issues. And I'm sure we'll talk a little bit about that today. Yeah, absolutely. You know, nothing really that is lucrative is ever easy, but, uh, let's dive right in there, man. I'm going to ask the million dollar question. And that is what makes a construction <clears throat> champion? I think, I think a construction champion, <clears throat> in order to label yourself as a construction champion, you you really have to understand people because we are all in the people business. Mother, father, brother. Uh, if you got kids, you got grandkids. Um, if you own your own business, may it be selling stuff on, on Amazon or the internet, or you're a coach, or you're a builder. We're all in the people industry. And I think we need to understand that. And it's, it's your success will hinge upon how well you're able to number one, manage emotions, and number two, manage people. And if you can really, I always say this, building a home is easy. It's just how you manage expectations, how you manage emotions is the most important thing. And, um, you know, I bring a lot. I, I'm my business and myself. It's very different. It's very unique. I bring a lot of my fitness into um, into my business. And, you know, I've had some people, I had this conversation yesterday with uh, an individual that I, I'm going to be teaming up on with a couple of homes up in Sedona, another builder who's come to me and looked for some guidance uh, because he's he's been in the industry for a long time, but um, on finishes. And he just got his license a couple of years ago. And we talked about this yesterday. It's all about managing emotions and it's all about making sure um, that you bring yourself don't try to be everyone else be yourself you know i've had some architects say jim you're 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 uh you're a little hot you're you're you you uh you're a little crazy for a lot of these people but you know what my my attitude and my drive and my resilience my integrity and how i'm so far over the edge in regards to my my uh my fitness you know mentally physically spiritually and emotionally um that pre-qualifies my clientele and if we're going to be a good fit you know i i had a heart attack 
I've always been in great shape, never been out of shape, never been overweight. I've always been an endurance athlete, had a heart attack back June 5th, 2019. And the two words that I have that that have been the most profound words that have led to exponential growth for myself personally and professionally is number one, time. And number two, no. My ability to say no, because prior, I would take every single job I get my hands on, even jobs that I was losing money on. And my mindset was, well, I just want to get to know other people and grow my business. That's not necessary. That's what led me to have a heart attack. That's what led me to have that much stress. So I am who I am. And uh, if that's not a good fit for clients, I'm okay with that. Because the clientele that I do have coming in, we got a lot of homes in design right now, and we've got a lot of opportunities coming in. And Sedona uh, carries a lot of, the demographics in Sedona carries a lot of weight. It carries a lot of money. There's billionaires that come up there and they just, they're not looking for a price. I had an individual that I'm working with right now, just sent him an email last night. I asked him, what type of home and how big do you want to build? He goes, how big can I build? I said, okay, well, what's your budget? I don't have one. That's my clientele. That's my ideal client. So that's a little bit about me. Well, I mean, let's get back to the, I love when you bring up the emotions thing, because I'm a big, big component. I talk about communication all the time. And the number one thing I talk about is once we understand how to control emotions and the conversation and not react and just understand that's an emotion somebody feels the sooner we can just start being better communicators and have better relationships with our clients, our subs, everybody involved in the project. If you're the one that is driving the emotions and understand that and working that, you become the master of the projects and you're there over all conversations that we've had. Like That's what you do. That's why this is so much fun nowadays for you because you understand that. Yeah. You know, you have to, in managing those emotions, I'm a firm believer that you have to be extremely deliberate in everything that you say, extremely deliberate in making sure that everything is on those plans. Everything is um, is on the plans, the structural engineers. I mean, it's it's crazy nowadays how you have to keep your thumb on everyone. I remember 10, 15 years ago, um, I would be able to grab a set of plans. I would be able to take my client. If I had a lead, I would say, go ahead and go ahead and uh, talk to this architect. When you get your plans done, come on back and I'll go ahead and bid them out. You know, I take three, four months, whatever it is, depending upon the complexity of the home. I would just say, just bring the plans back and uh, let me bid them out. Well, that didn't work out so well. And nowadays, you have to be a part of that process. You have to be your client's advocate to make sure that the architect, structural engineer, civil engineer, they're all leading them down the right path. I remember years ago, I would send those plans out and um, they'd come back. The architect would tell the client, yeah, you could build it for $300 a square foot. I'd I'd bid it out for $600 to $700 a square foot, especially nowadays. And then they would just get up and walk away. So I spent three and a half, four months on my time doing that for free. 
That does not happen anymore. I sign, if I meet a client, we just gave a presentation to uh, 15, 15 realtor, high-end luxury realty, uh, high-end luxury home realty uh, realtors for Coldwell Banker um, at their office two days ago. And we explained the process and what we do. So as soon as I meet a client, I sign a pre-construction contract. Yeah, we have about three meetings. I get to know what their budget is. I get to know what their finishes are going to be. And I get to know who they are as an individual to see if it's going to be a good fit. Then we enter into a pre-construction contract where it spells out everything that we do. The next pages will, will define the hours on what those previous pages, those items and those activities that we have with that client it spells it out. It could be anywhere from $40,000 to $90,000 for the next 270 hours of work, which equates to anywhere between five to nine months. However, we're able to be in those meetings with the architects, civil engineers, and we're able to pull those reins back and say, wait a minute, you know what? If, they're, if my client's budget is $2.1 million, and we're basing them off and they knew this because they decided what kind of finishes that they wanted. We're basing them off of seven, $700 a square foot. So that equates to, and this actually happened um, <clears throat> about three months ago. I walked in, we sat down, we started to go over the design. Their budget is $2.1 million. I'm basing them off of $700 a square foot. So I, I adamantly looked over at the architect and said, you can do whatever you want within 3,000 square feet. And that's it. 3,000 square feet times $700 a square foot is $2.1 million. And I looked at the architect and said, what did I just say? Because I wanted to make sure that he understood this is important because if they go over budget, a lot of times those plans never make it off the architect's table mm. and they just, it just blows out of the water. So we're there from the birth of that design to make sure that those individuals stay on budget and we're able to materialize their dream moving forward. <clears throat> the the architect came back at 3,500 square feet two and a half weeks later, and I got on the email right away and I said, this is why you guys are paying me. If you want to go up to 3,500 square feet, the architect, just by adding a few things and adding a room here, according to what the client wants, <clears throat> you guys just went up to 3,500 square feet. Your budget just went up $500,000. Can you afford that? So it, at least it gives them the option and somebody is being their advocate and watching every step along the way to make sure that the budget's not blown. Because like I said, there's so many times that those plans just don't make it off the table. And, you know, and the problem is those clients already bought that piece of land. So, yeah. Well, I, I think there's a, so much makes sense with what you're saying. Because when you think about it, what it, I mean, it ends up having the budget gets blown out because a homeowner or the build the people that are building the house get with the architect and they're like, oh yeah, that would be nice. Let's add this. Let's do this, and the builders can typically out of the realm of that. And then it's the builder's fault it can't be built for the same amount of money. But I what you're saying is like be there in that process, help 
with the architect. So there's an understanding because like with that email you sent saying, hey, you know, this is over the square foot that we agreed to, what this would be. It's going to add this to the bottom line. You're not in the position of being the bad guy. Like it's, hey, you two got your other. You and the architect added a couple rooms on and you just blew this up by $500,000. Yeah. But as the builders, a lot of times, we're the ones that take the brunt force of, well, why why is it over budget? Because we're not having the conversations that you're having before or anything even happens on the job. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, and that's why I put that in place. You know, it was four, I would say it's about four and a half years ago. I put that in place because of that reason, you know, it, like I said, I'd send the plans. I'd said to send the client over to an architect, architect would do all the plans, come up with everything. And then what happens is they come to me and I tell them, you know what, you're going to run, this is going to run $600 a square foot. So Two things are going to happen. Number one, they're not going to build a home. Or number two, they got to go back to the architect, shrink the house down just to get it back into their budget. And what happens? They spend more money on redesigning and restructural engineering and civil engineering the home. You know, the finishes stay the same, but they have to spend that much more money now to redo the plans where now I'm involved. And I've got the range being pulled up, pulled back on the architect and making sure everyone's staying exactly where they need to be. So it works out perfect. It minimizes, it minimizes time. It minimizes the amount of money that they spend. And it also pre-qualifies my clientele. Because if I have somebody and I give them a, a pre-construction write-up or a pre-construction contract, if they're willing to cut me a check right off the bat, that means that they're not just tire kickers. They're a bona fide buyer or they they are able to afford to build that home. So like I said, it pre-qualifies them and it works out great. It's been, I've we've had 100% success since we started this process. And uh, I get paid for my time. The client's protected and we're their advocate and it works out great. A lot. It's like a prenup. Yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah you're right yeah that's a good that's a good analogy so before you guys get all in the same whatever you have some paperwork that it it's not just protect it protects all parties and it just has clarity and what exactly is going to happen before we even start digging the first hole on this project and i love that because that's that's what's missing a lot of times. That's where we get in trouble. That's where homeowners get aggravated because there's just not open clarity on that front end. Yeah. So with all of that being said, you made a big shift. We had talked about this because you, you moved to Sedona to build the house for your buddy and you made a big shift in clientele and made a decision that you were going to go branch out into, I think what a lot of people would find to be intimidating ground. I I think what you're doing is amazing. You're building big houses, but there's a lot of guys that are, you know, they're building five, $600,000 houses and they think it would be nice to build million dollar houses, but they, they don't know how to make that leap into that word. And you have, you pulled the trigger on that. 
how what 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 do you what would you say to those guys out there that would like to move into that realm of things? Well, I would I would say you know uh, I uh, on two fronts with the pre-construction contract, not everybody can not everyone can can actually sell a pre-construction contract. I think in order to sell a pre-construction contract, in order to be comfortable and confident and concise in your actions, you have to have knowledge. You have to, you can't just go out there and say, okay, give me, give me $50,000 or $60,000 for the next six, seven months to stand by your side and walk you through the process. Well, that, that comes, that comes with a heavy burden. You, you have to have knowledge. Um, whenever somebody, whenever someone enters into a contract with me, a pre-construction contract, whatever, whatever they, whatever I'm going to charge them. So say, if I'm going to charge them $50,000, I will guarantee them. I will show them on paper during the design process, just by pulling the reins back on the architect and challenging the structural engineer to value engineer the home, I will guarantee them that I'll save them double if they wouldn't have had me. And I've done it for the last three construction, pre-construction contracts. Um, I'm able to show them this last one we have, um, we're about six months away from being complete. It's two and a half million dollar home. It's it's another one in Sedona. And initially the structural engineer came in with all these all these I-beams and eight by eight steel posts and I'm and and four by four by four foot deep footers. And everything in Sedona is all rock. So you have to pound out all this rock. So I'd go back to the, I went back to the structural engineer and I said, Bob, Bob, why do you have all this steel over the place? I said, could we, in the carport, could we put glue lamb beams, hide them in the ceiling or hide them in the walls and then use eight by eight post, wood post, because wood is a quarter the cost of steel. So I went back. So it saved my client on excavation, concrete, steel plus the the wood at that time went backwards so i was able to show my client that we were going to save them roughly $65,000 and i think their contract was like $35,000 or whatever it was i don't recall what it was but it 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 you have to step in if you're going to step into that arena you have to have some kind of a some kind of knowledge in my job as a general contractor, a luxury custom home builder since 2020 is 10X. I have to know so much more because the, the circle of subcontractors in Sedona is so small and you have to just keep your, keep your thumb on them. For an individual to step into this arena, I would say number one, Make sure that you are seasoned in actually what you're talking about. You have to know every phase of the construction. You got to now know about structural engineering. You got to know about framing. You got to know about architecture, where you can add, where you can cut. Your knowledge about materials in the home is got to be 
um, extensive. You have to have extensive knowledge about the costs of those materials going in and be able to give your client options. So I would say anybody stepping into that arena, <clears throat> I would use the analogy as number one, yes, you have to have education. You have to have knowledge of actually what you're doing, the finer points, the structure of the home, how the home's being built, the process. Um, but I would, I would say, how do you learn how to swim? Jump in the water. You know, I can honestly tell you when I first started building back in, back in, uh, 2002, I built my first house in 1997. I left the corporate world in 2002. I, my knowledge now compared to back then is a hundredfold. Mm -hmm. And all I did, all you got to do mm -hmm. is ask questions, you know, study up, deep dive into everything that you do in regards to construction. If you want it bad enough, go out and get it. Don't let anything hold you back. Don't let anybody tell you you can't do something. And I think that's been my success. You can't tell me I can't I can't do something because I'll do it. I'll show you. And, you know, and I think that mindset comes from me being uh, an endurance athlete, you know, um, ultra ultra runner, just 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 my my thought process in regards to who I am, what I do and and why I do it. You just got to jump in the water, man. You just got to just go out there and swim. It's not easy. And if you think that it's all going to be big money and sunshine and rainbows, that shit ain't going to happen. You're going to, you know, I had to cut my teeth up in Sedona with some of these subcontractors that you just got to keep your thumb on constantly. But, um, you know, once you get some good people and once they understand your process and agree, um, I, you know, I am a hard driver, but if I have an individual that shows up on time, if they're going to be late, they, they, you know, they, they make phone calls. I had a, I had to come down to Phoenix today. I had a glass guy He's supposed to be there at nine o'clock, nine Oh five, nine Oh five comes around. I called him. I said, Hey, Jose, it's gotta be nine o'clock somewhere. Where are you? You know, if you, if you, if you deal good with me, I'll deal good with you. You know, I am a hard driver, but I expect perfection because I expect perfection out of myself. I love it, man. I, I absolutely love it. Your wealth of knowledge for the industry, uh, for all the construction champions out there, if they wanted to reach out to you, follow you, learn about what you do, where's the best places for them to do that? You could go on Instagram. Um, you could go to my website, which is currently, I, I've got to get it updated. I've been so busy for the last 10, 12 years. I haven't really put a ton of work. Uh, I have a, a ton of work into the website, but it's I'm, I'm getting ready to upgrade it. I got a lot of things on that website, a lot of different ideas. I have a YouTube page, Stag Custom Homes, my own YouTube page where it shows a lot of the stuff that we do in regards to high-end remodels, custom homes, case studies. I got my videographer coming in, Neil Bryce, with Bryce Media. He's coming in on the 22nd through the 25th, uh, this big home on Hillside. He's going to be doing some videography, a professional photo shoots coming. Um, and we use a lot of that for marketing materials. 
And um, yeah, it's, you know, I'm on Facebook, Jim Stegg on Facebook. I don't do a whole lot on Stegg Custom Homes on Facebook because it automatically ties into to Stegg Custom Homes. My, my Jim Stegg on Facebook, Stegg Custom Homes on Instagram. Um, and like I said, my YouTube page, or you can reach out to me, you know, my phone number, I can drop my phone number in here. If uh, I get a lot of referrals and I know 99% of the people on Facebook are never going to build the home that I built. I get that. However, I bring my personality, my drive, my commitment, my integrity, uh, my advocacy to my, my clients and my subcontractors. And they feel that, you know, I just posted something today. I just bought a, another home in Phoenix that were uh, a complete gut. We're going to have that done. It'll be two months, complete gut, 2000 square feet. Everything's redone. One, two, three, got it done. And I, I, I'm impressed with how quick it's gone. But some of my contractors understand that this is what I want. And this is the day <laughs> you show up. And this is the day you leave. I remember earlier on in my, I remember the second home that I built. I would, walking in the front door, I would write in black marker, all the subcontractors in, out. So concrete, you know, after concrete, electrician in, out, HVAC in, out, uh, plumbing in, out, the dates. And I was adamant on making sure, and I was a rookie at that time, and I built my first, my second, my actually when I left the corporate world after I built my first home in 97. So 2002, this first home I built, I, I built a 3,500 square foot radius Santa Fe style home, vertical horizontal Vega logs all over the place, three quarters of an acre pool, I did that in three and a half months and the builders were around me going, who in the fuck is this guy? <laughs> Holy shit. And I think what I did was back then, I didn't really know a ton. I asked a lot of questions, but what I did was if one guy missed a day, I automatically change that schedule. So we stayed within that time period and that helped. And I use that, I use that all the way through today, you know, and I think, you know, if somebody, here's another thing, if somebody wants to step into that arena, I use this analogy. If your front, you, your construction, your construction company is like a football team and the team that you have, well, let me, let me, let me back up. You have your construction company, you have the architect and you have the designer interior designer and that's your football team if your front line does not block the quarterback is going to get sacked every play and being the construction company or the general contractor you're the quarterback mm -hmm. if you are going to step into that arena you better make sure that you have a good team because it can go sideways in a heartbeat if if materials aren't selected on time, that's why I am adamant about making sure the designer is done with all the materials, the client agrees upon it, structural engineering is all done, MEP's all done, architects all done, and everything's on the plans. B 
before it goes in the permit, we have a signed contract on what the cost of that home is going to be with all the items listed. So there's no question on what kind of materials that's going to go in the home and how long it's going to take and what it's going to cost. Now, if the client wants to change their mind, which I mean, I change my mind all the time. I'm doing this big remodel down here and I walked in today and I'm like, oh, I'm kind of second guessing myself on a few things that I've done. However, it's going to look really beautiful, but really beautiful is not my motive. The best is what I'm shooting for. Mm -hmm. Something that people are going to walk in and go, oh, oh, my God, what the hell's going on here? That's what I shoot for. High-end elite custom homes. Awesome, man. I love it. And thank you for taking the time to be on the show today. Right on. Right on. Yeah, I appreciate Ron, I appreciate you reaching out and uh, I'm glad we got connected. And uh, I appreciate you giving me the opportunity to uh, be on your podcast. And it looks like you got some really good things going. And uh, I we spoke about a week or so ago and it sounds like you've done very well for yourself. So congratulations, man. Hey, man, we just keep rocking and rolling and just keep doing what's best for the construction industry. And I love it, man. And I love what you're doing. And anytime you want to come on, you're a welcome guest here. Uh, right on. So, all right, construction champions. That's another episode where Jim just dropped a lot of fire on how to take your game to the next level. I guess the question for me is, do you have a prenup before you go into a build? A lot of builds nowadays last longer than marriages last. Now, I mean, I'm a component of not that, but that's what ends up happening. We have to start looking at, like, what is the prerequisite to just start getting into this? Take a hard look at that. A lot of us would just go out, bid something, be like, if we get it, we get it. And we don't even think about the client fit or what that relationship's going to be like. When you're building a house, it's going to take 12 months to build, or you're doing a renovation, it's going to take six months. You're going to be spending a lot of time with these people, probably more time than you do with your family a lot of times. You might want to be thinking about who they are and if they fit with what you're going to be doing. So construction champions, until next time, Go be the champion you were meant to be. Champions, I am super excited to talk to you about our partner, Contractor Staffing Source. Paul and his team have over 40 years, or Paul himself has over 40 years of experience in construction, and he knows what it takes to not only grow and scale a company, but also hire the absolute best for your company. And with this partnership, we have put together an amazing bundle of free resources from his free million-dollar hire course to a free disassessment to a free cognitive ability assessment. All you have to do is go click the links at Construction Champions Podcast or in the show notes for this to access all these free resources. This is the kind of partnerships that Construction Champions Podcast will be bringing Ones that add value, just like all of our other ones, this one adds massive value to your company, 
and where you're headed in the future so you can continue to grow and become the champion you were meant to be.